Well, there she is, sipping her sipping her coffee. Good morning. Good morning to you. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good. Good to see you again. It seems like it's been a week since I've seen you. It, it does seem that way, doesn't it? <laughs> Top of the morning to you. Good, going good. Going good. How about you? I we were just talking just before we went on the air and all you got uh, big big doings coming up this weekend having a big party and we're not a big just the kids the kids are getting some kids other kids together for their engagement one of their engagement celebrations so, yeah. boy let yeah. let the games begin let the games begin exactly <laughs> yep so um unfortunately since we have to obviously follow COVID guidelines and restrictions, we have to have a certain number of people in attendance and we are outdoors. Um, you know, we'll be wearing masks and so that will help keep us warm, but it's supposed to be like 29 degrees on Saturday. So you'll not only be wearing masks, you'll be wearing parkas. Yes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but you know what? Just got to make the best of it. They'll have heaters out there and stuff to help keep us warm, but yeah. So we're looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, every every everybody will be wearing hoodies, you know, yeah. and, and masks. So it'll it'll be, it'll be like the only thing you'll be able to see is each other's eyes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll keep us warm, but yeah, we're looking forward to that. That's yep. great. It'll be yeah. it'll be it'll be a good time. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, it's strange because we had a couple of days where where it got really cold at night, and then it got. Uh, really cool during the day now all of a sudden it's going to go to almost 70 today is it i didn't even look yeah, th this is this is nutsy kind of weather yeah you know, it is. one day i'm putting the dog's sweater on and the next day you know she's just running around the yard all by herself yeah that's dallas weather for you it's it tends to be schizophrenic at times yeah. well yeah. you know what they say <laughs> Which which is the lead in? Uh, I, somebody said that to me this week, uh, 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 or last last weekend. We were talking. Well, you know what they say, and they, they say about the weather, and you know what they say about this, and you know what they say. And I said, "Who is they?" Yeah. You know, we, we have all done it. We've all talked about. You know, who they say. You know, like the medical community. Well, they say this about COVID and they say this about wearing the mat. And I wonder who is they, right. are there names behind the, they, you know, and, and who's behind all these phrases that we do. And I, I, I texted you and I said, I want to know who they is, you know, where, where did all these things come from that pe people said? And, and, and you said, well, that, Sounds interesting, and I even I even have a whole book. Why do we say it? That's a good book. Yeah. Yeah, and and it and it's it's, it's all that kind of because I I think we kind of lose lose sight of how many old quotes and phrases and everything we use in a day, you know. Like, like, you know, when you say, when we say goodbye at the end of our show, I say, catch you later. Well, where did catch you later come yeah. from? Yeah. Well, you know, on it, the onset of our, on the onset of our show or at the onset of our show, I said top of the morning to you. I don't think you heard me, but there's another one. Top of the morning to you. What I, what is that? Just a, because it's the beginning of the, the, the day. I don't know. I don't, 
you know, it's funny you were saying you're talking about they say dot yeah. dot dot. That has always been something that we've laughed about just because sometimes when you say they say dot dot dot, it's a fact. Because maybe you are saying, well, you know, they say, and it could be that you are referencing something that the medical, you know, industry has just released or something like that. But a lot of times, too, you're saying they say dot dot dot. And it's just something like that you shouldn't wear, you know, a red hat on Tuesdays. I don't know, you know. And so people will be like, well, who are who are they? What do they know? And I don't really like they very much if you don't agree with them. So uh yeah, I, I often we we sometimes giggle when people say that you know what they say. They say dot dot dot. And yeah. it, who knows if it's even who are they and is it even a fact? It's <laughs> Well, you know, they, they say you don't wear white after uh, Memorial Day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Who who said you don't wear white after Memorial Day? Tell that to the people that are living in the Bahamas. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Exactly. That, yeah. That's the, and it yeah and it's 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 all I just over I and use, over and over again. I use sayings a lot, and I also my big my family we're big quoters. We quote movies. We quote TV shows. Um, but we we do sayings a lot. And, and, you know, when you suggested that we do this topic, I started thinking uh, about just some of the sayings that I tend to use frequently. And one of them that I use frequently, and I know my father's listening right now, is, um, well, let's just play it by ear. Okay. And I say it all the time because I'm not a, I'm not a good planner unless I absolutely have to. I mean, I will plan and I will schedule things if I absolutely have to. But if it's something like, hey, Vaughn, do you want to just have lunch next Tuesday? You know, I don't know if I really am going to be able to have lunch next Tuesday if I want to have lunch next Tuesday. <laughs> so if it's not I'll say, well, let's just play by here. Or, you know, do you want to go somewhere, wherever, whenever? Or do you want to do this or have whatever? Let's just play by ear. Drives my dad crazy. He is not a play by ear person. He likes to put things on his list, his calendar. He's very, you know, regimented in his routine. And so, but I got to thinking about it and I say that a lot. And I say, cross that bridge when we get to it a lot. So that must have something to do with my personality. Play it by ear, cross that bridge when we get to it. I'm a non-committed, commit, I'm a non-committful. <laughs> and, and, one of, and one of the big ones in, my, in our family is, it is what it is. Oh yeah, that's yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, that's a good one. I think we use that one a lot yeah. too. And, and <laughs> hopefully by hopefully by the end of the show, people are going to walk away from this show and they're going to be cognizant of every time they say something that that is a is like a slang term. Right. As, well, oh, ooh, I, I, did I just say that? <laughs> I think um, I think that um, when you say it is what it is. To me, that's just wanting to end the conversation. Same with let's just agree to disagree. Just that to me, all that means right there is we're done. We're done with this conversation. <laughs> it is what it is. Either we're agreeing to disagree, whatever. Well, that, that's right. And then we'll just play it by ear. <laughs> well, and I had to look that up real quick. Playing something by ear, we all know what it means. It means to be flexible, be casual, go with the flow. Well, go with the flow is another, you know, kind of go with the flow, I'm assuming, is a river, kind of just going whichever way it takes you, you know, flexibility. Playing by ear is, you know, the phrase comes from performing music without having to read from a, 
a you know a score, a music uh, book or whatever, um, proceed instinctively, just kind of you know playing, but just what feels right at the time. So uh, you know that that it, it is interesting if you do use a phrase a lot. Like I've kind of picked a few that I have used a lot. It you know you, some of them are just common sense. You you understand the meaning just by the phrase. But if you don't and you use it a lot, go Google it because it's interesting to look at the origin of some of these phrases. A lot, a lot of them have have ancient ancient or uh, origins. Yes. You know, one one of them that you you would put on your your little list is you said it, you can't hold a candle to 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 that. Oh yeah. You, you said can't hold a candle, and it says, "What's the reason we say that an inferior person can't hold a candle to a superior one?" It says, I don't know why my phone is doing, my phone was going off for some reason. Do you need to take that uh, call? <laughs> you know, somebody calling me to tell me to, that it is what it is. That's right. Uh, it, it says, in the Roman Catholic Church, a candle is held or placed before the image of a favorite saint in praying to that saint for a special favor. So a person who cannot hold a candle to another, that is, is someone who cannot even pray to him, and, and that person is inferior. So you can't hold a candle to that 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 praying to that person. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, yeah. I don't use that one a lot. Um, one that I do hear a lot, and you'd be very interested to hear the origin of this is, what's the rule of thumb and i use that a lot and i i know i've been in the company of people who use that a lot what you know whatever let's just go with the rule of thumb or what's the rule of thumb or follow the rule of thumb in this in this situation uh -huh. well i i went to look at the origin of of that phrase that is used quite often which is a very innocent phrase to use because you're you're trying to do something accurately you're following the rule of thumb what is kind of the natural way to move forward or the most logical way to move forward because you're following the rule of thumb. Well, when I looked it up, it was awful. It, I guess, dates back to 1782. There was a judge named Sir Francis Buller and his nickname was Judge Thumb. And he was nicknamed Judge Thumb. And he ruled back in that time that a man could beat his wife with a stick as long as the stick was no wider than the width of his thumb. That was the rule of thumb. That's interesting. And, and, from, it. Yeah. <laughs> and from and from my little book it says it said because that's the way rough measurements were, were taken in the old days. The first joint of the thumb is approximately one inch long. So a foot was once the length of a foot and a hand the width of a hand. So, so th they used to say the uh, you know uh, the the rule of thumb is if you wanted to know how long something was, you you took that that part right there is supposed to be one inch, and you just take that and me measure it, and that would be the rule of thumb. I like your uh, you know origin better than <laughs> better, <my>. better than beating <laughs> beating your wife. The one that I came across was clearly an old wives tale, but, <laughs> but you know, it's, it was interesting because um, I, as I was 
looking at that right below it was the phrase pleased as punch, which I don't use often, but certainly have heard uh, before. Pleased. Oh, my, oh, she was just pleased as punch. Oh, they're just pleased. I'm just pleased as punch. Yes. Well, I dug into that and it was, it was very similar to the rule of thumb. Do you remember the old puppet show, um, Punch and Judy? Punch and Judy, yes. Well, I didn't know this because I think that puppet show was a little ahead of my little before me, but it was apparently, and maybe you can speak to this, Punch was at his happiest when he was beating his, his wife and being just mean and cruel and beating his wife. And so from that, I guess, show came this pleased as punch expression or phrase, which is a really, if you think about it, a terrible thing. Same with the rule of thumb. If you follow that, you know, we use them as you go through time and history, these phrases just become part of our communication, our language. And we don't really think about the origin of where they come from. Although it seems now, since you had a different explanation of rule of thumb, that perhaps there are probably now over time, phrases have been given different meanings. And, and it's, and it's, and it's interesting because in my little book that uh, uh, pleases his punch, it's exactly the same that, that it was, it was taken, taken from punch and Judy. <laughs> Where are we? We must be getting some comments in here or something. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm getting my, my phone is making these sounds. Because one of them was from your your mother, who's watching the show. <laughs> what did she say? I don't know. It, it, I, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to find it. I don't know. Maybe Mark gets something that comes across his screen. But I uh, think they're having. Yeah, I think they're having trouble getting the show. So don't. Well, yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, might, might have um, to catch it later. What? I, no, I, I just yeah. my, my phone just popped well, up on my yeah, phone, but... and, and it was it was Vaughn's mother that was was calling in or or commenting or something. And anyway, we are just so popular that people are trying every way they possibly can to get to us. Yes, yes. But it is what it they is. Okay, there. <laughs> it is. Hey, yes, right, Stuart. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, we'll we're just going to have them, you know, like if they need us, they can text us. So I've got my phone on now. Yeah. Okay. Well, have you? What about this one? And I use this one, and I know this is a popular one. And you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a cat lover, so I I love it. But cat got your tongue. Of course, we all know what that means when you can't think of what to say. The cat got your tongue. Yeah. And. The origin of this saying, the English Navy, so my brother-in-law would be interested in, well, he wasn't English Navy, but in the Navy, to use to use a whip called cat o' nine tails, cat o' nine tails flogging for flogging. The pain was so severe that it caused the victim to stay quiet for a long time. Another possible source could be from ancient Egypt where liars and blasphemers' tongues were cut out and fed to the cats. Wow. So, at a cat got your tongue. Ooh, ouch! Ooh, <laughs> is um, is actually the way I'm understanding it is cat got your tongue 
was used as a form of punishment. So when you say to somebody, cat got your tongue, you're just saying you can't think of what to say, but the meaning behind it is you can't think of what to say, therefore you must be lying, we're going to flog you or feed your cat to a, to, or feed your tongue to my cat. <laughs> yeah, very interesting because we use that one a lot. Here's one called, you know, how somebody says, well, you know, uh, to break the ice. Yeah. You know, if in a conversation, something to break the ice. It says whaling ships and other sailing to the uh, Arctic regions often find ice uh, clogging the channel through which they had to pass. So they must send boats ahead to break the ice for them. Oh, okay. And so that was sending somebody out to break the ice. Well, that makes sense. That's a very logical one. Yeah, you know. That's that makes sense. Some of these some of these meanings are very directly connected to the actual, you know, saying itself, but some of them are just really out there. And you just we're all using these phrases and they have nothing to do with the actual meaning behind it. Yeah, and I mean, so, some of them are, are logical, uh, and 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 as I say, some of them either go back to ancient times and meanings, uh, or just earlier cultures. Yeah. How about rub the wrong way? I use that one a lot. Rub the wrong way. Yeah, it's kind of like I don't know when you really can't put your finger on something. Can't put your finger on it. Like you can't really, yeah, like you can't really explain exactly why that person is not your favorite to, you know, hang with socially or whatever. You just kind of use the phrase, well, I don't know. Johnny just rubs me the wrong way. And then just, that just kind of means, okay, can't really explain, not like he's done anything specific to me, but just rubs me the wrong way. And yeah. I, I've used that before too, because sometimes there are people in your company and you can't really explain it. It's not like they've done anything to you really directly, but they just rub you the wrong way. So that one I looked up and it is back from early American days during the colonial times. Um, the servants would rub the floorboards either the right or the wrong way. And the wrong way, which is not wiping them with dry fabric after wet fabric, would cause streaks to form and ruin the floors, leaving obviously the homeowner very annoyed. So rubbing the wrong way annoyed their, um, you know, their homeowners or whatever. And so annoyance came from rubbing something the wrong way. And I think annoyance is a good word for that phrase because you're not angry, you're not what you're just kind of like, eh. I I, I kind of just don't really need to hang with that. They rub me the wrong way or that or something rubs me the wrong way. I like that one. Yeah, that's a good one. And another one with, with this one is a little logical. When you, when you go to a concert or you so you say, you know, he's really in the groove. Yes. It goes back to when they made phonograph records that if you put the needle down and it didn't get right in the groove, it would make a, a screeching sound or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But to get it to play Perfectly, you had to make sure that the needle got in the groove. In the groove. I like that. 
there's a large percentage of our audience that won't understand that and that explanation of the needle going into the groove of the record, but <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the well, old people, the old people know that and the very young people because vinyl records have come back into, yes, into Vogue again. True. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the eight track and the cassette and the CD people that don't know what in the groove means. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't, I don't use that one a lot. I don't hear that one a lot, but I, I, that's a more logical one. Absolutely. You know, which one I don't care for. And I hear a lot. <clears throat> I used to hear it a lot more when I was, um, the mom of younger kids. Now I'm the mother of three young adult kids. Yeah. But when my kids were younger and I have a, a boy and two girls. And so when my son would be playing, in the sandbox with, I'll use little Johnny again. <laughs> and Johnny would rip the Tonka truck out of his hands. And this is just hypothetical. This didn't really happen. But the mother then would say something, would say, oh, boys will be boys. And I, I have always had a problem with that phrase because while I agree that there are certain behavioral characteristics of a boy that that would lend itself correctly to that phrase, boys will be boys. Sometimes I think that phrase is overused or misused because I don't think being rude and allowing your child to be disobedient and a bully and rude is, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, um, I don't know the word to say boys will be boys. That that's not a good example of a boy being a boy. That's just a boy being a rude child or a bully or disobedient or disrespectful or whatever. But parents use that all the time to explain or justify behavior. And they get a, just boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. And a lot of people are just like, Oh, I guess you're right. Boys will be boys. They're supposed to be tough. They're supposed to rip the toy right out of your, hands, you know, but I always had a problem with that because I thought, well, I don't know about that phrase. Boys will be boys. I get it in some cases, but not when your child's just being rude and disrespectful. It's used a lot. Yeah. And, and it's misused a lot. Well, you know, but I think don't they also say girls will be girls? Not as much, I don't think. I mean maybe, maybe they do, but I don't hear that as much. I always hear boys will be boys. I never hear girls will be girls. I'm sure that they do. I think the more popular of the two, it would be boys would be boys. Well, and in today's society, if you want to be politically correct, I guess you could say that boys, boys will be girls and girls will be boys. <laughs> well, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> because if we're going to go down that path, <laughs> we all got all kinds of phrases. Right, right. I mean, you know, the whole pronoun thing now, I'm trying to keep up with that. He, she, we, his, her, mate. I don't even, I'm trying so hard to learn it and understand it. Yeah. yeah. Have, <laughs> so, you, have you see, seen that a lot? People will put their names like, especially like, like we have our names uh, b below us. And sometimes people will put in Stuart Sachs, uh, he, he, him, uh, whatever. And, and referring, referring that out. I'm not, I'm, I'm still trying to catch up to all of that stuff. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's a whole other topic for a whole different show. Yeah. Okay, how about this one? We use this one a lot because we're big sports, obviously sports fans over here. Um, 
And we say it's not over till the fat lady sings a lot. <laughs> when, right. when, when Phil is like thinking, and, and he feels very bad about this. He'll, before the game's over, if our team is, a, is ahead, you know, um, he just just assumes we're going to win and just starts celebrating prematurely. And it just drives us all crazy because we feel like he's jinxing us. Uh, you know, because right. you don't celebrate and, until the very, very end of the game, until they cross the finish line, so to speak. You know, I mean, it's just so it's not over till the fat lady sings. So did you have that one in your book? Uh, yes. And you know where that, that goes back to opera. Yes. Usually at the end of an opera is the, the aria by a woman who is usually a robust stature. Be, you know, because for for that, and that's when the opera is finished. Is after the heavy set lead actress sings her big aria, so it's in and over till the fat lady sings. And you know what's similar to that? Don't count your chickens before they hatch. Yes. So you say that sometimes at a, at a sporting event too. You know, hey, looks like we're going to win another one. Well, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> And don't and I, I got another one. You were talking about sports. Your, your, your father would probably enjoy this. You know the origin of the doubleheader? No. The, a doubleheader is based on uh, the railroad industry. Is You used to see a train that had one engine, but sometimes it was a long freight train. It would have two engines. So it would have a doubleheader. And they, they started calling two two baseball games on the same day, a doubleheader based on that, that railroad term. See, okay. this is such an educational show. It, it is. You know? I mean, I, I, I think it's interesting because I do, I, I mean, but we use these sayings so casually now, and we all have, we all have the same understanding of how we, how we uh, take, how we, uh, you know, see the meaning of it. We all, I think we're all on the same, we all meaning general society, you know, have the same understanding of it all. Someone's asking, is this a question? <laughs> uh, Karen, is that Karen? Oh, okay. Yeah. Karen just said, I understand in, in the Grove. I think she meant in the groove. <laughs> yeah. Oops. In the groove. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> but well, you know, to that that's like also uh, how many times have you been in a restaurant and the waiter will come over or something are you ready to order and you'll say just a minute yeah G you know, give give me a minute and all and where and I don't know where it is but I just it just popped into my head that we often use phrases like that you don't really think about it but it's a it's uh just give give me a minute yeah one sec. One sec. Just put that. I was because that's what I say a lot. Yeah. I always like if somebody is texting me, and I need to. And I'm busy at the moment or whatever, and I don't want to. I'll just say one sec. But for some reason, it started to spell change it to one sex s e x for some reason. So very often, my one sec comes out one sex because it just automatically changes it, which I don't understand why because. I guess the C and the X are close to each other, aren't they? Yeah. Well, as I've gotten older, I've started to say one minute. 
because I, I you need a little bit more time. Yeah. Than, than one, one sec. You can't you can't do anything and pause for one sec. You know. <laughs> well, give, it's me, give me a minute. Give me a minute. I'll be right yeah. right with you. Give me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, then, by golly, next time you say one minute to me, I'm going to expect you to get back in touch with me within that minute. Right. Right. You know, or you start start your watch to see if they actually are back in in sixty seconds. Yeah. Yeah. How about I gotta run? There's see you later. Gotta go. Yeah. How about I gotta how about I gotta run? Gotta run. Somebody, I gotta run. Well, obviously, quite literally, you're not just gonna go running off, but you gotta run. You gotta hop. You gotta hop, you gotta run. You gotta very interesting going back a lot of years. This is probably around the early nineties. Or so Lauren and I had a uh uh, a shoe business back in the Chicago area, and we devoted part of our store to runners, and that was the name of my my running shop. Got to run. Oh, that's cute. I like that. Got to run. But but it is a phrase, and that's why we really got took it. It was because so many pe- people say, "Well, yeah, listen, I'll, I I I'd like to talk to you a, a little bit more, but I got to run." Right, right. And I wonder if that actually meant I have got to get out of the house and go for a run, or it was just a fictitious term. Well, in some cases, you never know. It might be that. Might be the literal, the literal gotta run. Don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you just go ahead. How about don't put all your eggs in one basket? We we've used that a lot just because we have young adults and they're making important decisions and even back when they were applying to colleges or now they're, uh, you know, applying to jobs and, or just any kind of like, it's a, it's a, it's a very casual phrase. Um, but really has a very, very powerful meaning in my opinion. When, when I use it, I'm using it quite seriously uh, just not literally, obviously don't put all your eggs in one basket, but to not, you know, risk everything on, you know, on one venture. And so it, it obviously makes sense. And we use it because it's a, it's a, it's a casual phrase, but has a, a strong meaning. <laughs> There's a reason for it too. Do you know the origin of, of that? Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Right. It's a very logical reason. If you put all your eggs in one basket and you drop the basket, you've lost all all the eggs. Yep. So if you don't put all your eggs in one basket, if you drop a basket, you've only lost part of the eggs. Exactly. Very good, Stuart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I say I I read about this. Stuff. I mean, I, <laughs> late, lately I got a very sheltered life. So you and everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, you should put that book that you have on your coffee table because I would pick that up and thumb through it. Yeah. Just, yep. How right. many pages is that book? Did you get it as a gift? Why Why do we say it? I, I sent away for it. I was looking for, for things to quote. And it says the stories behind the words and expressions and cliches that we use. I like that. that could, that's a good coffee table book. Yeah. Yeah. It's, or you can put it it's in a, a it's all it's also a good bathroom book. I was just gonna say, or you can put it in a bathroom. I was just <laughs> hey, Stuart, you took the words right out of my mouth. Right out of your mouth. See another you, phrase. You took the words right out of my mouth. 
<laughs> I wonder if that's in the book. <laughs> Go look it up. I bet yeah, you I, it is. Here, you look uh, it up while you look it up. I'll read because I bet you it is in there. It's a popular one. I'll I'll give you another one. Uh, give the cold shoulder. You give a cold shoulder to somebody, which is like unwelcoming somebody or antisocial towards someone. In medieval England, it was customary to give a guest to give a guest a cold piece of meat from the shoulder of mutton, pork, or beef when the host felt it was time for the guest to leave. This was polite way to communicate. You may leave now. <laughs> I love it. Next time I have a dinner party, I'm just going to slap a cold piece of meat down in front of someone's yes. plate. You may leave now. <laughs> here's your leave. cold, Stuart. Here's your cold mutton. Bye. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and don't and don't let the door hit, hit you in the hit you in the butt on the way which out. Is another. Hey, don't let the doorknob hit you in the. Which means. <laughs> I'm slamming the door right as you step one foot out. Oh, yes. Read between the lines. That's a good one. Read between the lines. I use that a lot. Yep. And I can. I don't have that one. Uh, I didn't look that up, but I'm going to assume, obviously, reading between the lines is just don't, don't make assumptions, right? Or read between the lines so that you have all the, the details. I mean... I think sometimes we don't we don't realize how many times in a day we use an old phrase like that. Catch you later. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I wonder if I've got catch you later in there. Well, did you find the other one? I didn't. It wasn't in here. Really? Oops. Catch you later. Some of these might be considered slang and right. not phrases or sayings. Right. So how about go the whole nine yards? The whole nine yards? To try your best at something, obviously. During World War II, the fighter pilots were equipped with nine yards of ammunition. Did you know that, Stuart? Oh, okay, on the belts. The belts of ammunition were, not, were nine yards long. Nine yards long. When they ran out, it meant that they had tried their best at fighting off the target with the entirety of their ammunition. So go the nine. That's actually very interesting. Go the whole nine yards. Yeah. Refers to the World War II fighter pilots, nine yards of ammunition. That's very interesting. Did you know that, Stuart? No, I didn't. See, you learn something every day. Well, and there's another, you learn something new every day. And, and actually, that's probably in your book. And the other one is, well, who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Who would have thunk it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, since we since we paid tribute to our cats with Cat Got Your Tongue, I thought it only fair to pay tribute to our dogs, our canines, barking up the wrong tree. Barking up the wrong tree. To have misguided thoughts about an event or situation, a false lead, the origin is it refers to hunting dogs. You remember our old Duke, our old dog Duke? Yeah. Our, he was a hunting dog, Hungarian hunting dog. Anyway, it refers to hunting dogs that may have chased their prey up a tree. The dogs bark, assuming that the prey is still in the tree when the prey is no longer there. So barking up the wrong tree is basically your your off target. You are yeah. You are no longer 
chasing your prey. Your prey yeah. has gotten away. Or, or, or the, the, the book says, or they, they picked up a, a, a wrong scent that they were, they were looking for, for a fox and uh, a raccoon ran up a tree. And so they chased that, that, that scent up the tree and found out that there was a raccoon up there. So they were barking up the wrong tree. Ah, I gotcha. Okay. Hey, Stuart, have you ever buttered someone up? Buttered someone up? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, 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 what did the, uh, there's an old phrase, well, uh, butter my butt and call me a biscuit. Oh gosh. Okay. What's that mean? That, that actually is another name of a book that I have. You have a book called butter me up and call me a biscuit. Well, but butter my butt and call me a biscuit. And it's just, you know, I don't understand what this is. Your, your mother is, is on, on my phone. You know what? I'm going to try and see if I have Hello? Okay. You know, don't even worry about it. She might. <laughs> I think what's happening, Seward, is she's trying to get on the show. And when she's using her cell phone in ways that she's she could sometimes be FaceTiming someone who doesn't know or sending a private messenger on Facebook. So just let that go. Well, who knew? <laughs> you got it. Hey, you got to love her. You got to love her. Have you ever, you ever been to a, 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 a performance and you said that they, that he brought down the house? Oh yeah. That actually goes back to, to the time of Shakespeare. Sometimes when the performance was so good that people had just the, the applause was thunderous and people would start stamping their feet and they would destroy the bleachers that they were sitting on and it would literally bring down the house. Wow. So That's they, interesting. Yeah. So I tell you what, it. that part of any show is my favorite. The I I love I love live performances. I I I love going to Broadway and seeing Broadway shows or even here at our local theaters. And my while I love the shows themselves like the shows, but I love the end, the applause, the standing ovation. That moment in a show always gets me, you know, puts a lump in my throat. It's just, you know what, you know what that's called? It's called the cat's meow. It is sometimes. Yeah. He, he was the cat's meow. Well, yes. I, I like that one. The cat's meow. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I never finished telling you what buttering someone else meant. Oh, yes. It's, it was a customary religious act in ancient India. Um, the devout would throw butterballs at statues of their gods to seek favor and forgiveness. So if you really literally want to butter someone up, you need to throw a butterball at them. Apparently. <laughs> no, to butter somebody up, they actually threw butter? Yep, butterballs. Yep. And I guess have you, ever had to, have you ever had to bury the hatchet with someone? I, yeah, I mean, I've used that phrase, let you know that to, to end an argument, let's just bury the hatchet. Yeah, make make uh, make peace, stop a conflict. 
It dates back to the early times North America when the Puritans were in conflict with the Native Americans. When negotiating peace, the Native Americans would bury their hatchets, knives, clubs, tomahawks, all their weapons literally were buried and made inaccessible. That was quite literally burying the hatchet so that they wouldn't, you know, fight and harm each other. Right. That's interesting. Have you have you ever bought something that was dirt cheap? I have. Nope. And that that it's really <laughs> it's called And that sale. basically means that there is nothing there is nothing that is cheaper than dirt. Okay, yep, yeah, uh-huh, makes sense. So it's it's dirt cheap because dirt you can pick up off the ground and it has no value. Uh, and so people are always looking for something that's dirt cheap. And then my mother used to follow up with a phrase like that. Well, you get what you pay for. I say that a lot. Yeah. I say that a lot. You know why? Because Phil always talks me into buying the cheaper whatever. And then it usually turns out to be not as good as what I right. And then, on. And, and then when it fails or it breaks, you say, you see, you get what you pay for. Yep, 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 I do. I never miss it. I never... <laughs> <laughs> Miss an opportunity to say that. My mother used to use that one a lot too. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever been caught red-handed? Yeah. Wh yeah. Where you? Where does that one come from? I don't know if I've got that one in well, my book. Obviously, it, to be caught red-handed means that you're caught doing something wrong. But it originates from old English law that ordered any person to be punished for butchering an animal that wasn't his own. The only way a person could be convicted is if he was caught with the animal's blood still on his hands. So he was caught red-handed. He was caught red-handed. Okay, this is a weird one. And I don't use it a lot. I don't hear it a lot. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I have heard it before. Yeah. It basically means don't get rid of valuable things along with the unnecessary ones. So it, the origin actually starts with an exclamation, you won't believe this one. It goes on to say in the early 1500s, people only bathed once a year. That just can't be true. Not no. only that, but they also bathed in the same water without changing it. The adult males would bathe first, then the females, leaving the children and babies to go last. By the time the babies got in, the water was clouded with filth and the poor mothers had to take extra care when they poured out the the the, uh, the water, the, yes, the the, ba the the baby didn't slip out because <laughs> you couldn't see it in the in the tub. Yes. So Holy be careful God. when you're. Yes, be careful when you're getting rid of because I, I mean, especially right now during quarantine, COVID, all that, people were cleaning out their houses. People were getting rid of things, just trying to use that as a time and opportunity to to un declutter. So I bet people were using that expression maybe a lot. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater now. Be careful with what you get rid of. I mean, I can't I can't believe. I mean, I find it hard to believe that there could be anybody that could bathe only once a week, let yeah, alone an annually. Yeah, I have a hard time believing that one too, but that's what they say, Stuart. That's what that's what, that's they, what, they, that's say. what they they say. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, how about we just let our hair down this weekend? Let your let your hair down. Have you have you got the origin of that? 
I do. The aristocratic women of medieval times were ob obliged to appear in elegant hairdos that were usually pulled up. We would call those today an updo. The only time they would let their hair down was when they came home and relaxed. What's, you know what I find interesting about that? Is I, for me, it's the opposite. When I'm out and about running errands or just whatever, my hair is down. When I come home is when I pull my hair up in a big knot. I always have my hair up in a big knot, just get it off my shoulders, get it out of my face. So it's the opposite of back in the medieval, whatever, times. Holy cow. So that. Well, yeah. and, and then, and then I guess, I guess another phrase is we got to get out of here. Uh, yeah. We got to run. We got to hop. Got, got to run. Cause we, we've, we've beaten this dead horse. Dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might go get that book. Give me the title of that book again. Here it is. Why, why do we say it? Okay. Who's it by? Well, I know it's by a lot of people, but I mean, who who put it together? Whatever. No author. Um, it just no. It, it it doesn't say who it was compiled right. by. Okay, no big deal. I'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun book. But it but it, it's fun. So it, I think it's just been fun talking about all this kind of good stuff. Yep. On, Always on a good show. time. And now now you watch. Both you and I, all week, all week long, the rest of the week, we're we're gonna say something and say, oh, oh boy, there's another one. I just caught myself saying something else, <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh oh, right. here comes all Mark. Right. Don't go away. Don't go away. Don't go away. Okay. Stewart had a big birthday. It was huge. He old guy now. It was. <laughs> what do you like? 109, or does that move to 110? Now, now it's 110. 110. Yeah. So he old, he old guy. That's right. Do you hey, have a good birthday, Stuart? I'm getting to be as old as dirt. That's right. <laughs> That's Did you have that? An another phrase. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you look you're looking good. Well, I just wanted to hop on. Looking good for an old guy. Happy birthday to you guys. You. you have a good birthday. <laughs> The what? You had a good birthday? Yep. My birthday <laughs> yep. was, was over the weekend. I hit hit 75. Wow. Biggins. Well, it's kind of close to like 110. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's something to strive for. And for all the listeners out there, it's kind of a joke. It's been, it was an ongoing joke in either, I don't know, 2018 or 2019. I can't remember what year it was that we... I don't even remember what, who came up with that, but you you you're the old guy. Yeah, well, I, I I posted on my website that I'm really 18 with 57 years experience. Yeah, uh, <laughs> got it. That's the other way to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you guys in the show. I just want to right. say birthday. That will do it. That'll do it for, for another edition of something to talk about. And I guess we're out of here because we got to run. <laughs> the fat lady's singing. And it is what it is. So see y'all next week. week. Make, make it a great week, and all we'll catch you right here again next Wednesday at 11 o'clock for something to talk about. Bye, guys. <laughs>